What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on all social platforms at Zan Morning. Today is part one of my interview with Yamwax. You may have seen him or some of his posts pop up in your social feeds, but he is always someone that's thinking differently, finding diamonds in the rough, getting ahead of the curve on things within the hobby. And I'm hoping that his wisdom and his thought process of how he collects is able to help many of you listening today. In part one today, we talked to Yam about how he got into the hobby, what got him into wrestling cards, talk about some pop culture collecting, and what exactly is his PC focus. But before we get into that, just a few reminders of how you can help support the show. First thing you can do, it's easy, it's free, takes two seconds, subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And if you're digging it, leave a review. That helps us get this show in front of more people to listen and join the community. Speaking of that, make sure to share. If you know somebody that likes wrestling, trading cards, sports cards, make sure to get this show over to them. Tell them about it. If you want more wrestling cards, sports cards, collecting, podcasts, Worlds Collide. Myself, Tony Vela from the WrestlingTradingCards.com YouTube channel and website. We get together and we talk all things wrestling cards. Always fun to banter back and forth with Tony. Make sure to check that out again. All popular podcast platforms, subscribe as well. The OG platform I use to start my content, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. That's kind of the main hub for all of my content. So make sure to head over there, watch some of the videos, some of the stuff I talk about there you're not going to hear about here. Please subscribe there, tell a friend about the channel. We've also got links in the show notes to Patreon. You can become a member of the Wrestling With Cards Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. Again, there are costs that go into producing content, whether that's video or podcasts. So we started the Patreon to kind of compensate for that, hopefully. And more compensation, eBay. Links in the show notes to my eBay store. We've got cards as little as a dollar. We've got some mid-end slabs. We've got cool wrestling stuff. It's all there. If you'd like to buy something, again, that's showing your support for what I'm doing, you can buy stuff at the eBay store. And, of course, links to social media platforms and links to if you want to leave a donation to buy me a coffee, I actually just got an iced coffee before I started recording this because I'm a little under the weather, needed that extra boost, but I'm still here recording for you thanks to those coffee donations. What's up, everybody? We've got Yamwax on the show. Finally, you may have seen him in our box break that we did for the Animal Rescue, my local Animal Rescue. Yam, first of all, thanks for doing the box break once again, and thanks for coming on. How's it going? Hey, Zan. Doing great. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to get you on here because... As I said in the intro of this video that I'm post-recording, there's a lot of things in the hobby that you bring to the table that I think a lot of people don't. We'll get into that in a minute, but let's start with where most people start. How did you get into the hobby and what got you just into collecting? Yeah, sure, man. And hey, first of all, uh, appreciate you having me on the channel. Uh, I am uh, somewhat of a new fish in the in the wrestling space, especially compared to all the goats out there like yourself. But um, I'm, I'm really glad to be participating in this awesome community. So uh, before I found wrestling cards, years ago, I was a little yam and uh, in the 80s. And, you know, I collected baseball cards. And what's funny is like, I hardly watch baseball at all anymore. Uh, I really don't collect the cards, except I picked up a couple of Tatises because I really like his vibe. Um, but in general, you know, I've kind of branched into everything but baseball when I've bounced back into the hobby. But, you know, I was, I was a kid kind of on the edge of where the suburbs met the country and we were just in a little town. I'd buy cards from the grocery store and stuff. 
Um, now I had a serious interest in wrestling back then and probably more of an interest than I even had access to. And just that my uncles and my grandpa and all those folks would always go to wrestling matches here in the Minneapolis area, which there was a huge scene. Um, and so I'd hear all these stories, but I'd never get to join in. But, um, so then around the time of the baseball strike, I was hitting, you know, middle school, having other interests and just pretty much stopped collecting when baseball shut down and left it all behind until, um, you know, just a few years ago, probably 2017, 2018-ish, I believe, um, my little guy, he wanted to get some cool Pokemon cards because he's playing Pokemon after school and um, wanted cool cards. So we went and found a shop. And then I was like, there's a whole section of the store that was basketball cards and football cards. And I was just like, oh, this is really fun. And so while he's spending time, you know, digging around in the Pokemon cards, I'm on the other half of the store. And eventually we kind of merged and we collected both together. And that's, that's kind of a fun father-son thing to do. For sure. He's he's now hit that range where he's starting to fall out of interest, but I now continue to, you know, collect um, things. And I, I really started with a lot of like um, vintage football, basketball um, all vintage sports in general to begin with, because no one was really focusing on that at the time. Um, and it seemed like an area where I could affordably invest in like these legends and really cool, uh, athletes that I admired. So I kind of, in a way it's sort of weird because I watched a lot of basketball and football and stuff my whole life, but I didn't really go with nostalgia. I went with history. I mean, that's just part of who I am. And I like to explore that kind of stuff. But, um, then it was really, I'd say last summer, when some of the guys that I interact with on social, um, like, you know, even running into you on social and posting different things, but especially guys like Brett from Stacking Slabs and Gary V and different guys that started sharing all these wrestling cards that I wasn't seeing in the local card shops necessarily. I'm guessing there were some there, but they're back, you know, in a certain section or whatever. Yeah. And I, um, you know, and it just sort of like sparked this memory, these memories of watching. And I'm really more of a pop culture guy in general, but I did have, uh, I was a kid of the eighties. So we all watched wrestling. It was a big deal. It was even in cartoons. Right. And, um, and then, you know, it was kind of a casual watcher of the attitude era and, and, uh, all that. And I don't really watch a lot day to day these days, but I do like to pick up on the highlights and kind of track what's going on. Um, so yeah, I, I saw those posts and started like buying a couple of things, you know, trying to get a couple of, um, fun cards. And, and the more I got into the community, I found how awesome this community is, how many great people, how receptive everybody is. And that's like, that's different than some communities. Um, so it's been really cool. Sports cards in general uh, is a great community, but the wrestling vibe is, is tremendous. Uh, you guys are awesome. Excellent. Uh, we could talk probably for six hours or more about everything you just spoke about. Well, we'll kind of <laughs> narrow it down here. Sure. Uh, so you talked about pop culture and that's really where I think you shine because when you say pop culture, that's actually spanning multiple types of cards and collectibles, sports, entertainment, which I think is fantastic, but a lot of people are kind of stick in the muds and they don't like to hear about something that's a little bit different. Is yeah. that where your focus is or do you have something else? Just talk about like what your current state of collecting is and what your focus is for your PC or what you're buying, selling, et cetera. Um, I think some people would say I probably could have a better focus because I really like to chase, uh, get on these wild chases of different things, but I, I guess I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's I love research and I love digging into new things, new rarities, um, but it's all about culture in the end. It's all about people or characters who I really appreciate. And I, you know, I enjoy the collection of a, you know, a, a rectangular piece of cardboard. It just everything suits it really well to throw that into a white box. And, you know, I'm holding up a Steve Austin 
stunning steve austin card or to put it in a slab like right. it's just to have this continuous form factor in your collection to collect and share um, i enjoy it so i like collecting say celebrities or personas or characters um that i enjoy on those same form factors and i don't know what it is you know it's collecting is different to everybody like i said i didn't when i got in i didn't get into nostalgia i got into history um but there's other things that draw us to collecting the rarity the connections to characters um one of my latest pickups is uh <laughs> elon yeah. musk rookie card that i shared this week um and and it was fun you know with non-sport what's really interesting about it is you have to dig in a lot because there's not always a lot of information and research and so you might think that one card is somebody's earliest, like Michael Jackson is one of the hardest to dig into. And I haven't picked up a great uh, Michael Jackson card yet, but you could say like, oh, I want an eighties card of Michael Jackson because it looks like the Michael Jackson that we all remember if you're a kid of the eighties like me. Um, but his like, I think true rookie card is from something like 1968 when he's a little kid mm -hmm. in the Jackson five. And, you know, it's kind of, you can choose like where you want to go with that. Do you want the the rookie, the very first ever card, or do you want like the card that speaks to you nostalgic wise? And so you have those options, but, um, but you also then have to go and do your research. If you, if you're somebody like me who I typically want one of the first cards or the first card, um, you really have to dig in and find out if that card exists, if it can be graded and it may not be in PSA yet. So you've got to like dig into websites and eBay and the trading card database and um, do all your due diligence. So it, it, it triggers that like research interest in, in myself. And then I, you know, I find this Elon as part of, um, you know, I really got into trying, trying to get tech founders like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and to complete a nice little collection. And I feel like this was sort of the feather in the cap of that collection. So it's been fun. It's interesting you say that. Uh, I was thinking as you were talking about that, there's a lot of parallels to your pop culture and wrestling. You know, we're constantly seeing the debate about, well, is this the rookie card? Is this the first card? Which one matters from a market perspective and all that thing? Like everything you just said about entertainment is wrestling. And do you think that's maybe just as a sidebar kind of a problem that people have with getting into wrestling or entertainment or any other kind of, you know, not the big three sports cards? I think it can be. I think that um, some people just have religion, a religious feeling, though, when it comes to what they collect. If it's not a baseball player, basketball player, football player on the card, why are you doing it? But if we just break it down and we zoom out like we just want to collect cards that are cool to us, you know, so right. I, I don't totally get it. But people get in like maybe it's just the way they were as a kids and I, as a kid. And I think that can change over time. Um, I feel like it's a lot of the younger collectors who are the ones saying like, no, we can collect soccer cards. We can collect um, wrestling cards. Um, so I think really going after those younger collectors before those like in ingrained mindsets of what you're supposed to collect have, have burrowed into their brains. Um, that'd make a lot of sense. Cause I'm someone that like really likes to chase new things. But I think after a certain age, people get in to get those mindsets of like, we only collect these types of cards. Um, but I, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know why I'm different uh, in that regard, but I, I just do and chase, I, I enjoy chasing new things. Now I will say, um, you know, well in volume, I probably have more pop culture cards than sports cards in collection value. I'd say the sports cards outpace it just because they're the ones I chase first and the more established like vintage stars and some of those things. So um, that, that's an interesting component is this is sort of like my fun chase. And it's what I'm sharing right now is everything's gotten more expensive. I can still afford to chase some of the non-sport stuff and, and different things like that. But um, 
but I still, you know, want to go after those big sports pieces too. So not leaving that behind for my sports. Sure. Guys. Yeah, of course not. I mean, I'm the same way and kind of wrapping up everything you've just talked about in the last few segments. Uh, you talked about like, you like to collect the little rectangular pieces of cardboard and it's like <laughs> easy to, to go with. I'm the same way. And I've been a collector since I was a kid, whether it was toys or baseball cards, or, you know, I moved into basketball cards and then action figures, et cetera. For me, yeah. Um, I'll say sports cards, but trading cards in general have been the coolest thing to collect because I found out you can have as little or as many as you want. And it doesn't start becoming a burden in your house. Mm. Like you can nicely organize them. You can have as many or as little doesn't take up a lot of room can still hold value as opposed yeah. to a lot of other collector collectibles that people are into where it's taken up so much room. It becomes an issue where a lot of people just get out of it. So, you know, with whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, no Pokemon, whatever it is, I think we can both agree that that's one reason we like cards so much is because you can take aspects of your life and represent who you are in these in the cardboard form. Absolutely. That's a great point. When I think about the sneaker collectors. I totally respect that game and I, I do enjoy the sneakers that I see, but I never went down that path. And I wonder, of course, the cost is really high, but the value, the cost to store it, to create rooms, to store your yeah. shoes, like I've heard of a lot of people doing. Um, I just was never to make that, ever able to make that commitment. But like when I was 17 years old, all I wanted to spend my you know, gas station paycheck on for after hours uh, from school was to go buy the latest sneakers and stuff. I really thought that was cool. And I kind of left it behind eventually, but I still did. I did get married in a pair of Jordans. So you know, I revere <laughs> the awesome. sneaker game. I just never quite pursued it the way some of those serious guys do. And I'm glad to have found this, like you said, because uh, I don't need to create a separate room just to store my cards. So let's talk into wrestling because that's what this channel is mainly about, even though, as you stated, you know, we both like to kind of go off the beaten path on all kinds of things. So wrestling is my main focus, but I'm just as excited to talk about your Elon Musk card, honestly. <laughs> so uh, as far as wrestling goes, I know you said you're a fan. You had family uh, growing up that were fans of the product. Where are you at currently with wrestling cards? Like what piques your interest? Uh, do you have specific wrestlers you're going after specific rarity cards? Just the floor is yours kind of where to go on that. Oh, sure. Yeah, man. I, um, I continue to just look for the, the best places to complete collections of key, those, those real big pop culture icons. Um, you know, I'm not the one that's going to be chasing a rare Mark Merrill card because he yeah, has never... Yeah you know, my guy, I, he's, he's super fun. Like I was just looking uh, at some photos today of what was the bruise cruise, the that, WCW bruise cruise. Yeah. Yeah. I was just cracking up looking at those Mark Merrow had the best expressions in them, but, but anyway, yeah, I'm going after your um, Andre, the giants, your stone colds and your rocks um, looking for, you know, cool, interesting cards, uh, but also some of their potentially some of the big cards. And I, I really want to fill that out. So I don't know where to start my most recent pickup was I finally got on the Chromie train as I posted to Twitter this week yeah. and picked up a full set, but it had a pretty decent Stone Cold Steve Austin on it. Um, you know, these are really tough. Like this one has a little bit of surface issue on the back and stuff. So it's, you know, it might be like a four or five. I don't, I have no idea, but I'm just glad to have one finally because boy, they really got crazy. And the Razor Ramon in there is as well as Diamond Stud. So this, these are pretty nuts from Argentina from so long ago, what, 1991, yeah. the first Stone Cold card. You know, and then that does go with, you know, cards like the 95 WCW. I picked up some of the magazines. I don't have those handy that have the 93, what, magazine mm -hmm. card in them to, to rip out. I still need to, like, I need to get up the courage to make Me a too. Run. Terry I've got out. a stack of them sitting around and I got, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I know. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to have like a little bit of tequila, I think, to loosen up <laughs> <laughs> before I do it. But um, you know, speaking of cards that you have to cut out from magazines, I had bought some of the 19. Um, is it 1973? Uh, the 73 annual. Yeah. Yeah, the 73 annual uh, that has the Andre in it, and then also um, the Vern Gagne. So that's a good. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to cut some of those out, and I really love this card. I know he's got cards from what the 50s Parkhurst, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, which would be really cool to pick up too. But Vern Gagne is important to me because my grandpa would get mistaken for him all the time. Oh um, man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, us being in Minneapolis and he was a big bald guy too. And so even one time at the dog track, uh, the announcer made an announcement that Vern Gagne was in, a, in attendance and uh, <laughs> and somebody who worked for the track walked up to him and said, hey, sir, could you, Mr. Gagne, could you please stand up? And he stood up and waved to the crowd. Uh, <laughs> that's so, amazing yeah and my parents have met Vern Gagne and, uh when he's still alive and and had a fun evening with him too so uh there's some family connection there yeah but I've got these are ones I've been waiting to get to PSA so I'm really excited for that July 1st opening to finally get real quick off. on those Andres did you cut those yourself or did you buy them pre-cut I bought the magazines um which is an interesting thing about wrestling I'll get into that in a second but I shout out to Rob England the, uh, the wrestling card king, a, yep. a real great guy. He provided me a lot of help with this. And ultimately, I he was giving me information on how to do it. And ultimately, I sent him off to him. We kind of worked out an arrangement where um, I, you know, I, I got him some cards in return to help me cut these ones out. So um, he's a total mensch and I'm a huge fan of his. So, but when, it, when we talk about um, the opportunities with wrestling and really this, I find this is true of non-sport and every once in a while of sports, but the sports card community can be so huge that they catch on to this stuff right away is that if there's a, a rookie card or a key card that you would like to go after zoom out a little bit don't just like immediately create an ebay alert for just that card find out what set it comes from find out if it comes from a magazine you know find out exactly which magazine uh it comes out of and then create a search for that as well i've had just tremendous success you know whether it's buying those um, you know, the 1973 wrestling annuals rather than trying to chase the individual cards, um, buying full sets of these WCWs where you'd see, you know, this card regularly back then they were selling for 20 to $50 probably, but every once in a while, a full set would pop up for $10. It was right. like the person who listed the set didn't even realize what cards were in it. And they were just like, Oh, I have this old set. I'll put it on eBay for $10 and, um, bought some of those that way too. So that's a good tip. And that works really well with non-sport when you see a card, um, that you want, you often find it comes from something where you could buy the set or the magazine or whatever for cheaper than the individual card. So where do you think, what, uh, I guess I should say, what is your experience com compared to other uh, types of trading cards as opposed to wrestling? There's a lot, you know, we could, I honestly think that entertainment and wrestling are kind of the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it is like wrestling is entertainment. It is pop culture. Uh, so, you know, we, we, put it in the same place as sports sometimes, but whether it's a sport or not, whatever, but what's your just overall experience been dabbling with wrestling cards and the wrestling card community as opposed to other sectors? So if I could be totally honest, I wish that the wrestling card community would take a stronger stand on being in the sports category. In addition to entertainment, I feel like that battle at times is just like given in and maybe you, you guys are like such a cool, like community in general that you generally don't like to have those kinds of stands and battles but i see in say discord groups where there's not a separate category for wrestling cards and i think if communities could get in and push to have that category that would be smart for one thing and uh and then the other thing is like to not go to the 
non-sports category. So let's say they have like an everything else and a non-sport, like maybe post the wrestling and the everything else. Cause like, don't resign yourself to being non-sport is, is my, is something right. that I feel. Cause I like, feel like that's an important thing to being taken seriously by the broader collect collecting world. Because in my opinion, it's really um, a crossover. Of course it's entertainment. Like that's one of the reasons I, I love it for all the characters and the, the personalities, the storylines, the hype. Um, but I, I think, it's impossible for me to say that it's not, there's not a sport aspect. Um, especially if you think like things like competitive dance, which uh, I don't, I'm probably getting in trouble here, even comparing it to that, <laughs> <laughs> but different things like Caparia or whatever, where there's a performative aspect to it, but man, it takes a lot of physical acumen, preparation, practice, and, and really like execution of, you know, of it. It's, it, it's yeah the outcome is set up but there's a very huge athletic you know component of athleticism to wrestling and all these many of these wrestlers come up from being competitive athletes as well and so i, I think it really is that blend of sport and entertainment and not just non-sport um or you know not just entertainment or sport it's kind of in between so you know continuing to tether the wrestling cards to the sports cards i think is an important part of that you know being taken seriously by the sports crowd. Um, but yeah, what else is different? The community is like, if, if I post something related to wrestling on Twitter, it's like the community, the signal goes off and the community yep. comes in and everybody is just loving on it, jamming on it. It makes it really fun, you know, to like posting this Chromie, uh, stunning Steve Austin, and you get people jumping in and sharing, you know, what they love about the card or the card that they have. Um, and, and you know, I, just giving you love for it. And, and uh, I love that the community is so tight that way and so supportive of all of its members. Um, that's something that, yeah, that, that exists. We find our common people who are into um, certain types of cards and stuff with us in, in sports cards, but in wrestling, man, everybody almost supports like every type of card. And, and uh, so I think that's really neat. And it's really great to have that foundation. It makes you feel good. I would say as a buyer, I was going to say investor, but I, I don't know. That's investor means I think the investors is people who are going to sell within a couple of years or sell mm -hmm. right away. Um, I think myself more like someone who's buying that hopes not to lose value, but isn't that concerned about it, like skyrocketing or anything. Sure. I just want to find cool cards at good values. And, and, you know, at some point, if you trade up or you look to, you know, to cover a bill or whatever, that you haven't lost value at least. Right. And I feel like there's a great foundation when you have such serious collectors in wrestling. Um, which is something that I've found entirely. So that's part one of my interview with Amwax. Make sure to stay tuned next week for part two. And in the meantime, check the show notes for links to Yamwax's Instagram account, as well as links to all of the other ways that you can help show your support for my content. Until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.